At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and he's Amal Shaw. Well, Amal, the overriding story of the NBA playoffs now has become injuries. We yeah. see on Sunday, Anthony Davis go down, completely changes the complexion of that series. And last night, Joel Embiid goes down for the Sixers, and they lose the game, forcing a game five. We don't know when he's going to be back. How does this impact your feelings on the East? Well, it's big because I think now Brooklyn has probably got the easiest path of any team to get to the finals. When you look at it, they're going to match up with Milwaukee. Now, the Bucks obviously are not an easy team to beat, but the way Brooklyn is playing right now, it's hard to pick against them. And a lot of people are giving Milwaukee credit for the sweep of the Miami Heat, but I say pump the brakes. Miami, I thought, was benefiting from the fact that last year they made it to the finals. I think they're probably somewhere in between those two teams. Last year's team was an aberration making it to the finals. This year's team getting swept, it's probably not as bad as they performed. Our uh, VSIN NBA expert, NBA senior analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, said that he thinks this year's Bucks team is better than last year's team, and this year's Miami team is much worse. So to your point, the credit for the sweep of, of the Heat this year may not have as much impact. Yeah, I, I think it's being overblown a little bit. Uh, I, we'll see. Remember, game one was tight. Could have gone either way. Uh, but I still think when you look at the Brooklyn Nets, the way they're playing, you have to really look at them. And the Joel Embiid injury, which I know you're going to get to here yeah. in a second, that's going to be critical in terms of how Philadelphia shapes out. Back to Sixers-Wizards. Uh, Brian Windhorst reports, reports that Doc Rivers said Embiid will have an MRI today and was uncertain if he'll be able to play in Game 5, which is tomorrow night um, back in Philadelphia. Also in that series, Adrian Wojnarski reports that an MRI revealed a grade 2 calf strain for Wizards forwards David Bertans. Sources tell ESPN he will need four to six weeks for recovery. Washington is down another key player as they face elimination in Game 5. If I'm Philadelphia from a perspective of Embiid, I don't play him in Game 5 or 6. I, I sit him. Look, the reality of it is you're going to have to win one game. You figure out a way to do it with your current squad if you can, because you're used to without Embiid being in the lineup so many different times. The other thing, him being rested is more important over this next couple of games than it is him rushing back to win this series and then putting yourself in a difficult spot against the Brooklyn Nets, or the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. If no Embiid, but back in Philadelphia for Game 5, what do you think this line will be? 
Uh, well, we've seen, what are we, eight and a half, nine? I think we'll probably see four and a half, five. Yeah. Uh, somewhere around there. I think they'll still be a two-to-one favorite to win that game with or without Embiid. Next series, they face the Hawks, Knicks winners, as the one paces the four versus the five. I'm sure they're hoping that the Knicks will extend the Hawks at least to a game six by being able to hold serve in Madison Square Garden in game five. Yeah, I don't think the Knicks are going to win the series, the team I picked before the series started, but I like them to win game number five at home, laying a point and a half is a short number. I think they'll find a way to get this one done. That'll force Atlanta into a six game. Now, the Hawks have been dominant at home against the Knicks. I think that'll continue in this series. It just doesn't, I don't have a lot of hope in the Knicks at this point in time. Let's switch uh, topics to the West last night, the other game. We saw Utah take a commanding 3-1 lead in their series versus Memphis at a seven-point halftime lead. Memphis rallied to get back within a point um, in the third period, in the third quarter. Jazz extended the lead out in the fourth and were able to win uh, 120 to 113 on just another game in the NBA that went over. Jazz 3-1 now going back home to Utah. Do they deserve to be the favorites coming out of the West with the Clippers back on serve with with the Mavericks? And with the Lakers in doubt now with the AD injury. Yeah, I still was not a believer in the Clippers coming out against Utah. I, I would actually make mm-hmm. Utah, if we said going back before the postseason started, assuming the Lakers were fully healthy, I would go Lakers, Utah, then Clippers. I understand the affinity for the Clippers because of Kawhi Leonard, but Paul George, uh, I know he's pl- uh, played better in the last couple of games, but he's got to be consistent throughout this postseason if they're going to have a chance. I think Utah, with that home court advantage, uh, now with a 3-1 lead, this is imperative that they close this one out because we know Phoenix is going six games. We know you're looking at Denver, and uh, Denver, and, uh, the Clippers are both going six games. Good opportunity to really put yourself in a position where you can have more rest. I think so, and especially uh, the rest factor for that game one that they would host either the Clippers or the Mavs, right? Yeah. gives them a big advantage in that spot. We see Utah down. Now, remember Utah opened this postseason uh, to win the West somewhere around 3, plus 3, plus 330. And with the AD injury, we saw them resume the role of the favorite at plus $2 after the victory last night. Now at DraftKings, Utah the favorite at plus 175 coming out of the West. I think you still have to look at the Suns as, at plus 650 as the value play here. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think Phoenix is going to be a very dangerous team. I'm just not sure if this series will be emotionally taxing. This is going to be a big series. You know, normally you see the Lakers in the semis or in the conference finals, but at this point in time, Phoenix with an opportunity to get past them. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a mall Shaw. In about 40 minutes, we hope to have Eddie Johnson Former NBA Sixth Man of the Year, join us. It all depends on if his round of golf uh, wraps up before we we get to his spot. Of course, he covers the Suns down there in Phoenix and uh, is out on the courses again this morning. Well, look, I don't blame him. If you live down in you know Phoenix, anywhere in Maricopa County, you better get out right now. We're go- we're going to hit 106 this weekend in Vegas. It's probably going to be about 100 and infinity over there in uh, Phoenix at this point in time. So you got to hit the links before it becomes too late for the rest of the summer. With Embiid going out last night, with AD going down on Sunday, is now the time to bet the Nets to win the title? You can still get them at a plus price. Uh, I think so. I think, look, Embiid's status is really critical. The one, one thing I would look at is how long is a cap strain potential injury going to linger? Um, I don't, look, I think they can win this Washington series and the Atlanta-New York series without Joel Embiid but they can't beat Brooklyn or Milwaukee without him. And I think Brooklyn then becomes a clear-cut favorite. They were already the favorites, Mike. Now you take out Embiid, to me, who's as good as anybody in the league in terms of what he can do. When you have a big man that goes to the free-throw line and knocks down every free-throw, that's a great feeling. Let's take a look at the three NBA games that are on the schedule for tonight. Let's start in the East uh, with the Celtics and the Nets. We saw the Nets favored by 8.5 both games in Boston. They lose Game 3, they come back and win Game 4. Very impressive performance. Number has really swelled tonight, Amal. 12 and a half at home with a total of 234. Yeah, to me, this is one where I'm going to stay away from. And I actually think the number's a little bit high. I think Boston probably could stay within the number, but it depends on how engaged they are. Here's the problem when you're a team like Boston. You know you're already facing an uphill battle against a team like Brooklyn. Now you're down three games to one. In your mind, you're thinking, are we really going to win two games in Brooklyn, win the uh, third game, which is in between in Boston? It's tough. I just don't know if they're engaged enough to do it. So many times you see teams in these spots just absolutely get their doors blown off. Let's go to the next game on the schedule, which is at 9 o'clock in the East, 6 o'clock in the West in local time as the series shift backs to Denver, tied to Trailblazers Nuggets. We see the Nuggets resume the role of favorite in this series. They're laying two points at home. You can get them at 130 on the money line, a total of 225.5. Is this a spot where you would look Trailblazers? Uh, This is a spot I don't even know if I'd 
pick the game after tomorrow. Mm. I mean, I think this is so mm. tough to call. I think it's going to be very tight. This is an in-game play all the way for me. Hopefully somebody gets up by a large margin. You can get a team getting six, seven, eight points. I think it's going to be a close competitive game. We have not had many in this series. I think this is going to be the one where it comes down to a possession or two. So for me, it's a wait-and-see approach. I don't like either team before the game starts. I like the over early in this series. The first three games went over. Game four didn't. And I think the big factor was that Portland got out to such a big lead at the end of the third quarter, third quarter. Nobody was driving the lane in the fourth quarter. Nobody yeah. wants to take a hard spot, a hard foul in that spot when the when the game is out of hand, right? It became a jump shooting contest and not a lot of pace to the game because it was already decided. I would look for this game to go back to the over, and I lean over two twenty-five and a half here. You know, you're—I mean, to me, I think there's going to be a game where we see a little bit of a just a struggle, and we haven't seen it much now. In the last game, I think they only got to two ten, but the previous games have been flying over the total. Uh, I'm not getting involved in these totals yet in the postseason. I just don't have a feel for them, so I'm going to stay away. But to me, this is one where I'm hoping one team is up 8, 9, 10 points at halftime. I would love to take the other side minus 2 to 3 points and get an opportunity where they make a run in the game. And then the nightcap tonight, all apologies to Tim Murray. Lakers at Suns, no AD, 5-point favorite for the Suns here. I looked at the money line minus $2. I'm with you on this one. If you're going to play it, you take a look at the money line. I think this will be a tighter game than people realize, but I'm still not ready to take uh, the Phoenix Suns in this particular spot, laying five points. I think the Lakers could surprise us. This is kind of what LeBron James has done throughout his career where he's in a situation where you uh, kind of expect the unexpected. I would not be shocked at all if the uh, Lakers pull off the upset, but I don't think it happens. All right. Last week we did eight burning questions on the NBA, NBA playoffs. We're going to switch and do it today on the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Obviously, the big game last night, Amal, we saw Toronto Maple Leafs once again choke a 3-1 series lead, and Montreal and Carey Price emerge victorious 3-1 to to move on to play Winnipeg. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I said back in Game 5, if they figure out a way to win uh, Game number 6, the, uh, well, not Game 6, if they win Game 5, mm-hmm. excuse me, we're going to 7, and then it's it doesn't matter. You never know what's going to happen. Carey Price was tremendous. Give Montreal credit. They didn't take a lot of dumb penalties. That was part of the key for the Games 5, 6, and 7. That's what put them in this position. Uh, I, I'm a little bit concerned that this was an emotional series. Winnipeg is just sitting there. You've got to feel extremely confident having knocked off Drysaddle and McDavid. Now you're facing a Montreal team that doesn't score at the same clip, but I don't think Winnipeg is going to be able to score with the same ease either in this series. The longer that game went 0-0, the more the pressure mounted on Toronto and the more that I liked Montreal in that spot. Give credit to Randy McKay, uh, a contributor, former VEASAN fan of the year. He called a parlay under 5.5 and, and the Canadians plus 185 last night that paid 4-1. to one. So good for him. We both had the under. You had the game 5.5. I had the first period 1.5. No score at all. Really no threat for you at all. 2 nothing with uh, three minutes to go in the game. Yeah, and to the point you made about Randy's play on the Canadians, it was a smart play simply mm-hmm. not because they won, but because plus 185. In these hockey games, to me, some of these high prices are just not justified. We saw it with the Bruins yesterday. Now, the Islanders are surprised they squandered a 3-1 lead. You wouldn't expect that out of New York. But, um, you know, the one thing that concerns me with the Isles is two power play goals. They, they've got to score on five and five situations. All right, let's get to the eight burning question. Let's start with number one. Can Carolina come back with Nevdelkovic, or do they know that they need to go to Mrazic to be able to overcome Tampa Bay? I think they need Mrazic in there. Look, Nevdelkovic played well, only gave up two goals. There's, you're not going to lose too many hockey games when you give up two goals. But on the other side, you've got a goaltender and Andre Vasilevsky. Been there, done that. Has been tremendous at home this year. Uh, I, I think it's going to be really tough. The problem with Tampa is they got overlooked all year by Florida and by Carolina, and people were not giving them enough credit. You mentioned it the other day. This has probably been the best team in hockey for the last seven years. And when you look at the lineup, this talent, outside of Colorado, this is probably the most talented team in the National Hockey League. Kucherov back in the mix, missed 56 during the regular season. Now they're ready to go. Right now the series price, you lay 278 with the Lightning. You get back 216 with the Hurricanes. Uh, Those odds brought to you via DraftKings. Tonight the Hurricanes are the slight favorite at home, 115. You get back 105 uh, with Tampa Bay. I'm going to stay away from tonight's game. I mean, Carolina's got to get a game at home. They can't expect to go to Amelie and win twice out of three games, I don't think. Um, you know, Rob Brendamore's there to Darren Banks's point. He sees him in practice. He hasn't decided to go to Mrazic yet. I think that if Nadelkovich gives up a soft early goal, the goal here, though, I think you may need to. The goal that won game one was a very soft goal. It, it really was, and I think this team's got to figure out a way to make sure they don't allow that to happen again. They've got to come out and play fast. They're usually a great second-period team, but they need to come from the jump here. Because if Tampa wins this game, Mike, 
uh, we might potentially be looking at a sweep. It's going to be really difficult to win two out of three games in Tampa and then win the other two at home, win four out of five. We referenced the Islanders blowing the 3-1 lead last night in Boston, but coming back and winning in overtime. Do the Islanders have enough offense to overcome this Boston Bruins defense? Right now, series price, $2 for the Bruins. Get back 160 for the Islanders. It was as high as 450 yesterday with the Bruins, the one-game lead. There was a spot where you could have got back 375 with the Islanders, right? And then you come back now and lay two down. Another spot where if you can steal one game, the over-adjustment in the series prices. Yeah, to me, who's making these lines? Nelson Mandela? I mean, just in honor of Jonathan Bernier, that's why I throw, I throw that out there. But it, it's ridiculous because if you look at this team, if they're in a five-on-five situation, I think they're very tough to beat the Boston Bruins. But the problem is you can't take penalties. You know, we've seen throughout these series, even against Washington, they took some just retaliatory penalties that were bad. You cannot do that, especially against Barry Trotz's team, who... I think Boston has probably been the best defensive team since the trade deadline in the National Hockey League. Uh, if you don't allow the uh, Islanders special teams opportunities, I think Boston should win this series. Yeah, I don't think the Islanders score more than one five-on-five goal in any one game in this series. Yeah. Um, uh, exclusive of overtime because you can play a long time in overtime. This series price adjusted to $2. Remember, we saw it as high as two forty before game one. Islanders do steal a game, and it gets back pretty much to where it was not too much of an adjustment off the pre-series price. Let's talk VGK Avs. How did VGK get back into the series versus the Avalanche? Do they have enough speed to slow them down? You'd have to lay $5 right now. I don't think anybody's laying $5 on Colorado uh, to win this series. You get back 360 if you think the Knights have a chance. That's an awful juicy price. Let's talk about exact series outcomes of all. A sweep is plus $3. The Avs in five, plus 255. The Avs in six, plus 425. The Avs in seven, Plus 575. VGK wins the next four games is 24 to 1. VGK wins four of the next five and wins in six, 10 to 1. Well, let me save you the time. I'm and not VG- worried about what VGK is doing. Go ahead. Go ahead. You want to give me the seventh game? Go ahead. Yeah. VGK and seven plus 850. Go back to the uh, Avalanche in four and five. Well, what are those numbers? The Avalanche to sweep is $3. The Avalanche in five is plus 255. I, I, I really think you're probably looking at a five game series. Mike, it would, look, it wouldn't have made a difference, and you and I talked about this yesterday, if Marc-Andre Fleury played. There were a couple of goals that were just literally tappings. It was like practice. There could have been no goaltender. would have made no difference. They have been moving the puck so well, but you can see the decided speed advantage that Colorado has out on the ice. I think that's going to cause a problem for uh, Vegas. The other thing they can't do is put themselves in a situation, we just talked about it with Boston, not taking bad penalties. You cannot take penalties at this point in time. Look, I get it if sometimes you get called for a hooking or a hold, but some of these other ones where you're getting called for a cross-check, some of the plays, that it's just completely unnecessary. You've got to be cautious about that. If you're doing that, you're going to put yourself in a real hole, especially against a team with this kind of uh, power play. I think tomorrow night's game will tell you a lot. You're going to see the best effort out of EGK after getting embarrassed in game number one. You'll have Flurry back in net on four days rest. He should be as sharp as he's going to be in this series. I think VGK needs to win game two. If they don't win game two, I think that's their best shot to steal a game in Denver. I would agree with you. I think this is a great opportunity. You've got a lot of frustration after getting embarrassed in game number one, Colorado. Look, I'm not saying that they're overconfident by any stretch. They're professionals. They understand what's at hand, but human nature also creeps in. I mean, you beat somebody seven to one. I mean, that would, that game is one of the few games where you see a blowout, and it was actually accurate in terms of how the game score played out. Yeah, seven to one, and it could have been worse. Yeah, I it really could have. It, yeah. really, it, it could have been worse. There were so many opportunities for him. All right, let's switch to the north. Now, Interesting in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We always talk about how seedings mean the least of any sport in the Stanley Cup. In two of the divisions, the North and the East, we see three versus four, right? right? Both the top two seeds got knocked out in the first round. And in fact, VGK is the only two seed left in the tournament out of the four two seeds. I mean, yeah. so it tells you the nature of the NHL. Eights can beat ones, four can beat one. Anything can happen. Now we see three versus four, the Jets and the Canadians. Jets opened about a dollar twenty-five against the Canadians. They're starting to get bet a little bit, up to a dollar thirty. Get back around one ten on the Canadians. Jets have the uh, maximum amount of rest, right? Having yeah. swept Edmonton and the Canadians, the last series start actually having to go seven games to uh, advance past Toronto. Who's in a better spot in Game One, which of course will be in Winnipeg because they're the three seed, the Jets by virtue of the rest. Or Montreal, who's in form right now, having won three in a row. I'd rather go with the rested team. Mm-hmm. When you look at the fact that Montreal came over, game six goes to overtime. You, these are emotional games. You're trailing three to one. 
you've been playing for your life for the last three games. Now you Two might be, overtimes yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? Now you might be able to breathe a little bit, but still, I think they're in real trouble here in the first game. We could see a similar situation to what we saw out of Vegas and Minnesota. You know, Vegas had to go to seven games. Colorado was sitting there waiting for them. Similar situation with Winnipeg. Now you've had an opportunity to rest. You've got everything you needed out of the way. You're ready to go waiting on the Canadians. I want to give you an interesting prop on this series. Total number of games played. Five and a half, you lay 162 to the over, get under 125. Six and a half, you have to lay 225 to the over, lay three, uh, get plus 225 to the over, then it goes seven. Under six and a half games, minus 305. Yeah, I'm looking for the over-under three and a half on this one. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I like this over five and a half games, Mike, because okay. I think this is going to be a very competitive series. going to be a tight series. Wow, that four and a half is minus 835. That, that, that is absurd. Yeah, that by is the way, no what, sweep. No sweep is minus 835. Yeah, by right? the way, what, what's the sweep price for both teams? Probably like 15 to 1, but they have yeah. this at under 5 to 1? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, to me, though, I, I think over 5.5 is a good play here at 162. Not a bad price. I think when I Look, I think Montreal wins this series. Um, you do? Yeah, I do. I think they're going to lose game one, but I think their defense is so good that they're going to be able to slow down uh, Winnipeg. And the Jets, I know they played well, but remember, Edmonton is not good defensively. I mean, make no mistake about it. That was a series where they were able to control the fact that they didn't go on a lot of power play opportunities. That was the difference in that one, and that was smart play by Winnipeg. And if Montreal can avoid giving power play opportunities to the Jets, I think they got a great chance. I know Hellebuck was outstanding in the first series, but Price has played just as well. Who, who, who do you prefer as a goaltender? Who would you take if you had the team in the playoffs right now? Would you rather have Hellebuck or Price? Well, I'm going to go with the American. I'm going to go with Connor Hellebuck, but the reality is uh, Carey Price. I don't know. What has Carey Price done in the playoffs in his career? Well, forget. What I'm just saying. I mean, we talk about him as a as an all star, an all time great goaltender. No, I, he's I, never taken a team to the final. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing: the five guys in front of yeah. you have to play well. I mean, if you think about it, Mark Andre Fleury is a three time Stanley Cup champion. But if they defend the way they did against Colorado, Mark Andre Fleury will look like Robin Leonard. All right, right now everybody's in love with Colorado. They've they've dominated in five games. Yeah. They really haven't been tested yet, yeah. either against the Blues or in the first game against VGK. Right now, is there any other price out there other than Colorado worth taking a shot at to win the Stanley Cup? Defending champion Lightning are at plus four dollars. The Bruins, who are even with the Islanders right now, I don't think that's that's a big enough price at plus five fifty. The Knights might be plus nine dollars in this series. Uh, the Hurricanes are thirteen to one. Islanders fourteen to one. One of the two, the Jets or the Canadians, are going to make it to the Final Four. You see them at 15 and 17 to 1. Yeah, that, that's a great bet just for hedging purposes, right? I mean, you can, you're going to be able to hedge off and get yourself in a good position. But I like the Lightning and the Bruins. I mean, I hate to pick the chalk there as those two behind Colorado. But I think Boston is the one team that can challenge Colorado from a defensive standpoint and really curtail what they do offensively. Uh, if they do that, I think they've got a great chance. And then Tampa, uh, talent-wise, experience-wise, they can match up with anybody. Let's take a look at the current series prices and see if there's anything that stands out to you, Amal, uh, after we've played uh, a couple games in uh, in the Islanders series, one game each in the Knights and Avalanche and Lightning Hurricanes, and then we haven't started yet with Jets and Canadians. Uh, adjusted series price on the Bruins, $2 if you like the Bruins, $5 if you like the Avalanche, two seventy eight if you like the Lightning. You said... You like the Canadians. 107, enough of a plus for you to it, take it, it in this it series? It isn't, is yeah. not, because I would rather wait till after game one. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get another overreaction. Well, and Winnipeg should win game one right they, off the they, rest. It's a perfect storm. So Look, maybe Winnipeg, you can get a plus 250 after yeah, game one. That's exactly that's what I'm saying. You know, here's the other thing, though, Mike. If you look at it for Winnipeg, if you don't win game one, how bad is that mentally? You have all this rest. Montreal just played a taxing seven-game series. You're in your building. Perfect storm. Same situation we saw with Colorado. They took care of business. If the Jets don't do that, it's going to be a real problem. Remember, Montreal was the last team to qualify for the playoffs. Yeah. Least amount of points, right? So really the 16th seed out of the 16 yeah. team. And here they are, a pick em, uh with a team that just swept, uh, just swept Edmonton. When we come back, we're going to take a look at tonight's Major League Baseball lineup which includes a game in Cleveland that features last year's unanimous AL Cy Young winner against a promising young pitcher in his sophomore season for the White Sox. That's up next on The Nuts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Amal, I want to talk about Major League Baseball card tonight. I have a few plays that I like we'll get to in the next segment, but some good pitching matchups tonight in some big games between division leaders or first and second place in same division. Let's start in Cleveland with the early game between the White Sox and the Indians. As you mentioned yesterday, Cleveland played their second consecutive doubleheader. Once again, they were able to salvage a split by winning the second game. Cal Quantrill pitched uh, pitched well for them. Rondon, not great in the first game. Neither was Tristan McKenzie, but the White Sox outlasted the Indians. Tonight, we see Shane Bieber go for the Tribe. Bieber, of course, was a unanimous Cy Young winner in the American League last year. He hasn't been quite as sharp this year. ERA up over three. The whip concerning, 1.21. We saw that whip last year under one. Uh, but the strikeout's still impressive with that nasty slider. 110 strikeouts against 27 walks. And he's been an innings eater as well. 72 innings pitched. Takes on Dylan Ceased. I used to call him Deceased last year. In his, <laughs> his rookie campaign, he really struggled, especially with control. Still has a little bit of, of a few control issues, but he's been 3-1 and one for the White Sox. Solid in their rotation. An ERA actually better than 
than than uh, Bieber at 2.98, 51 in the third inning, 66 strikeouts against 26 walks. Still a little concerning with the control issues. Bieber here at home, open 145. He's up to 155. I thought he was a pretty reasonably priced uh, as a home favorite today, but as this number drips off. I'm probably not going to play it once it gets north of 150. Yeah, I don't have any interest in this game, but the one thing that I have a problem with Cease, as you mentioned, at 14 base on balls in the last 27 innings pitch, you don't want to do that, especially on the opposing side when you've got a pitcher like Bieber. I get Cease comes in with a bit of a lower ERA, but he doesn't go as deep into games, so you're hoping to get six out of him if you're the White Sox. But Chicago overall, the better team. Uh, it's not a bad plus price if you want to take a look with a decent pitcher in Cease, but I think Bieber uh, should have a pretty good outing today. What's a total of seven, three and a half for the first five? Total of uh, seven. I, you know, I'm going to stay away from this one. I, I've just not had much luck with totals of late, so I'm going to pass on this one either side. All right, from Cleveland, let's uh, shift to the Bronx where the Tampa Bay Rays uh, take on the New York Yankees. Yesterday in that uh, matinee, Richie over the hill got the better of the Yankees, and we saw the Rays prevail 3-1 to one in a game that uh, that I had. Tonight we get uh, Glass now going against them. Four and two, two five seven. The whip under uh, under one in seventy innings, ninety eight strikeouts versus twenty three walks against Domingo Herman making his comeback this season. He's been four and three for the Yankees. ERA just over three, forty seven strikeouts and fifty innings worked against just ten walks. Slight favorite for the Rays. They opened one fifteen, drifting up a bit now, up to dollar twenty. You can get back one oh five on the Yankees here with a total that start open seven and a half now up to eight. Uh, lay one fifteen to the under. I, I just think on the price, you have to look at the Yankees. Herman has not been mm-hmm. that bad. He comes in with a whip of 108, as you mentioned to me. That's the one area where I think you can look at him being competitive tonight. The other thing is, this is about time the Yankees' prices got adjusted. It only took a third of the way into the season, 54 games in, exactly one-third of the way. Finally, we're starting to see them being a dog against better pitching and better teams. Well, I grabbed Richie Hill at plus 113 yeah. yesterday. I thought he should have been the favorite. But here's what I'm looking at. This Yankees team isn't hitting. They just got swept at Comerica by the Tigers, right. where they didn't score any runs at all. Richie Hill comes back yesterday, doesn't give up any runs, and they lose 3-1. to one. I'm going to take Glass now tonight, and I laid uh, $1.17 with Glass now in this game. To your point, the Yanks have scored six runs in their last four games, but they're on a four-game losing streak. They're at home, Mike. I would look towards the home team here. In baseball, it's sometimes you really can't put a finger on it as to when a team's going to break out or not, and it's not going to be easy against a pitcher like Tyler Glass now, but I still look at the Yanks at the plus price here as being the better play, in my opinion. All right, let's uh, shift to the Cardinals versus the Dodgers at Chavez uh, Ravine tonight. Uh, Gant going against Price. Gant four and three with a one eight one ERA, but one five seven on the WHIP. Thirty one walks and just forty four and two thirty innings of work versus thirty five strikeouts. And then David Price, who's been used more as a closer this year than anything, he's only got sixteen and a third innings of work. He's one and zero with a three three one ERA. Was pretty effective coming out of the bullpen in a few outings for them. Nineteen strikeouts, four walks, and three home runs in sixteen and a third. Big price though on the Dodgers. We saw him open two dollars up to two twenty here. If you want to lay the run in the half, you can get them close to even money. Yeah, I like the minus run and a half plus 102, Mike. I know you mentioned Price has made 11 appearances, just two starts, not going deep in games, maybe two, two and a third innings you get out of him. Uh, but I think the fact that Gant has walked too many guys is a concern for me. I think he comes in with a whip of 1.57. Good opportunity for the Dodgers offense, really, to get some guys on base, and you know they can play the long ball game. So I think real challenge here when you look at it from a perspective of the Cardinals in this one. That uh, Bauer-Flaherty game exploded last night. It was 2 nothing through 5 with the yeah. two solo home runs in the second, and then uh, and then it ends up 6-4. I want to touch real briefly, Red Sox-Astros here tonight, Richards-Garcia. I just think now's the time to get the Astros. They're starting to play really well at home. The one game they did drop, they blew the big lead. Tatis hits the home run to tie it, and the Padres won in extras on Saturday. Houston's playing really well, and this lineup's starting to generate a lot of runs. Yeah, it really is, and I think this team is dangerous, especially at home. Garrett Richards is a guy I think is talented. He just never pitched at a level that I thought he would be able to. Uh, this is a good opportunity here with Garcia and uh, not playing, paying an overwhelming price on the Astros. About $1.40 tonight on the Astros. All right, when we come back, it's a mall in in the Palm Reader playbook. Yesterday, 5-0. and oh, A hit his two straight plays. So did I, as, long, as well as a parlay. That's next on The Nuts. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. 
Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers with Jonathan Von Tobel, Long Shots with Brady Cannon, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night. Last night, I'm all, as we mentioned, back here on the nuts, uh, five and zero between the two of us. And I'm sure the people are wondering, uh, will Amal, off of a 2-0 and performance, have a play for us today? I do, and it's going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers on the run line. I like them against Gant here. We talked about it in the previous segment. Uh, he just walks too many guys for my liking. You look at his whip at around almost 1.6. This Dodgers team starting to get things going in the right direction. I think it's going to be a tough one here in this matchup for the Cardinals. Well, we're June 1st, Amal, and the San Francisco Giants are back on top in the NL West. Padres are a half game back, and the Dodgers are two back. Is this still undoubtedly the Dodgers division. Well, you would think so, but now we're getting to a point where one-third of the way through the season, you have to take everybody uh, seriously if you played this well for this long. I think uh, the one concern you have if you're San Francisco, you can't go into a tailspin. I think the Padres and the uh, Dodgers have enough talent that even if they do, they can get hot enough where they can win 13 out of 15 and get right back in a chase. I just don't know if the Giants can necessarily do that. My concern on the Padres' part is Snell. Uh, you know, they thought he would be 1-1-A with, uh, with Darvish. He hasn't pitched well. He hasn't been the Blake Snell we knew in, in Tampa Bay at all, and I think they're going to need him to perform. He can't go out there. I mean, he's only gotten them one win on the season so far, and he's the number two guy in the rotation. Giants bullpen just continues to perform day in and day out, and they went to Chavez Ravine and swept three games this weekend after having lost three at home to the Dodgers last week. Yeah, they, they I mean, they really did perform well there. Dodgers get them on that Thursday night game. Giants come back, win three in a row. And I'll tell you what, this team continues to trend in the right direction. Plus 1634 in terms of return on investment for the Dodgers this year. Really perform, excuse me, the Giants, Giants. performing uh-huh. well this year. Dodgers negative five and a half. Yeah, 10 games above 500 yeah. and you lose uh, five and a third units just because you're laying 180 to 220 almost every night. Okay, let's go with the Palm Readers playbook for today. I uh, I took a couple of short favorites here, one on the road, one at home, and then and then a little bit of an interesting parlay. I'm I'm going to try to continue to fade the Yankees. Like you said, they were swept um, in Detroit, lost yesterday to Richie Hill 3-1. to one. I'm going to take Glass now and the Rays. I think the Rays are a better team. I looked at Bill Aidey's, uh best bets email today. Jonathan Von Tobel took a play that I liked. Rays to win the East at plus 285 right now. It's gr- great price. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're leading this division. Why wouldn't you think they can win it? Sometimes when I see these prices, it boggles my mind. What about Tampa makes you less confident or makes you more confident in the Yankees, the Red Sox at this point in time? Well, really, it's a three-team race, yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, because you can, I mean, Toronto's tough. They're, they're, they're traveling all over the world to play. They yeah. don't have a home. And we're going to talk about that when we get done with the place. And Baltimore's lost 14 in a row. I mean, so you're down to a three-way so, race, and you're almost getting three to one. So you had the Orioles having a chance before this losing streak. No, I never did. When Josh Tower said it was Johnny Means and nobody else this yeah. year, I think we knew where they were going to go. Uh, they were still, uh, what, eight games under five hundred before the losing streak. But I just think right now the Rays have played the best. They've played the best for three weeks. They're getting solid starting pitching, and they're generating more runs. So I'm going to take last now at Yankee Stadium, minus 115 here. Uh, Kyle Hendricks and the Cubs. Cubs have won five out of six. They're now on top, and the, uh, they've gone past the Cardinals. Milwaukee hot as well right now in that race. Um, but the Cubs are now sitting atop the NL Central. Played well, played well again yesterday against the, against the Padres. I'm going to take Hendricks tonight. Uh, and the Cubs, a short price for him. He's the ace of their staff. He has been for about four years now. Uh, I'll lay one, just above 110 with him. Yeah, very solid, very efficient, can really move the baseball. Not a power pitcher, obviously, but a guy that has great command in terms of what he's doing out there. I want to quickly go back to the Dodgers we okay. talked about. Mike, real quick, the Dodgers have won 32 games this year. Mm-hmm. Seven of their games they've won by a single run. The other 25, which is about 78%, they've won by two runs or more. And I think that's why when you look at it, you referenced it a second ago in terms of the Dodgers minus 528 and the return on investment, you've got to play Dodgers run line. You're winning 80% of your games by two runs or more. It, it, long term, it's going to be much more beneficial. Tonight, I think they're around $2, um, and now you can get them at plus 102 right now. So you're actually getting a plus money price. Really an advantage if you look at these teams on the run line. Certain teams, I'm not advocating for all, particularly in the National League. There's another thing that comes into play here, especially when we talk about road teams. But when you have teams on the road that's the favorite and you want to play them on the run line, this runner on second becomes very interesting in extra innings, where normally if a game goes to extras, the run line really doesn't come into into play. But when you get that runner on second and you score multiple runs in the top of the inning, there's no more bunting the runner over. The other team has to play for two. So 
you know, getting the one and covering the run line, uh, I, I know it doesn't happen. What, what, what might that happen? 4% of the time, but you still factor that into your handicapping. Yeah, absolutely right. I think it was the Marlins this year. They were at home. I, I'm not certain of this. They had a runner on second. The team at the top of the 10th didn't score, and they didn't bunt the guy over. I, I mean, I literally wanted to kill the manager. I'm like, what are you doing? This Starting the runner on second base, I've always thought they should have started a runner on first base. I think the runner on second base is too easy. We These totals get blown out of the water. You and I were texting that one day between that Tampa-Toronto day game. Yes. I don't know. They scored about 2 million runs in extra innings. I mean, they just get every number you have on the end game goes over and over that number. Finally, I'm going to close with a parlay. I'm going to fade the Baltimore Orioles 14 in a row. 3-2 in 10 innings yesterday. The Twins got him with Michael Pineda. I'll lay 160 on the road here. I'm going to parlay it with the Suns on the money line against the Lakers. Probably no AD tonight. I'm not interested in really laying five, but I think the Suns are going to come. They have to win this game, right? I mean, they, they, uh, yeah. they have to yeah. win without AD, and they have to win at home. And, and they're sitting there with a shot. You know, if they can get through this series, then then getting either Denver or Portland, where they're going to be favored with the home court advantage. So the opportunity sits right in front of them tonight. I think the Suns will be ready, and, and I'll put them with the Twins. I like that play here. I think this is a good opportunity. I know I was looking at this on their 14-game losing streak. I think I had one play against Baltimore that entire time. I just have a habit of staying on certain teams, whether on or against. Uh, Baltimore is a team like Seattle. I don't bet many games involving them. Yeah, I, I hear you here. I want to touch on one more Major League Baseball game tonight, and that is the Florida Marlins are playing the Toronto Blue Jays. It's June, so now Toronto has moved their home stadium from Florida to New York. They're back to Buffalo, right? Yeah. They played their home games last year in the shortened season in Buffalo. They're back to that AAA park in Buffalo tonight. And it's an interesting pitching matchup as well. Sandy Alcantara, the ace of the Marlins staff, going against uh, Robbie Ray, who I think has shown some improvement this year. You see a little bit more pop on his fastball. Like I say, know him early. $1.50 Robbie Ray opened. He's up to 155 157 in some spots with a total here, 8.5 in Buffalo. Yeah, he did struggle his last outing against the Yankees, but I like in his last five starts, the strikeouts have been really prominent for him. He's done a really nice job there. If he can continue that, I think he's got a great opportunity here with this offense really starting to flourish. Yeah, I do too. I look a little bit here, maybe at this total under four and a half here uh, with Alcantara and Ray, two of the top pitchers for their teams. Not sure if I'm going to play, maybe try to find a price closer to even. I don't really want to lay 115 or 117 on four and a half. All right, when we come back on the nuts, we're going to have Eddie Johnson, former NBA Sixth Man of the Year, of course, calls the games locally in the Phoenix area for the Phoenix Suns. We'll get Eddie's take on Game 5 tonight. Must win for Phoenix in this series, really. And then how injuries are impacting the NBA playoffs and he thinks there's an opportunity to bet a team because maybe someone else suffered a serious injury. That's next on the nuts. It's Eddie Johnson. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality podcast this is where we discuss all things reality tv all things popular culture and a little bit of rapaport's reality the reality of bit. us we're a figuring out and if we had been recording these last four or five days oh it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn listen to rapaport's reality with me kibi rapaport and me michael rapaport on the iheart radio app Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRiver Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your appearance even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back in on the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. We'll have Eddie Johnson momentarily on the program to discuss the big game in Phoenix tonight. Amal, I want to go back to this other Western Conference series that sees a game five tonight. Yeah. Denver and Portland. We saw Portland, who is the sixth seed, favored by about $1.40 over Denver uh, before the series started. They've played four games. It's 2-2. They head back to Denver. What have we learned so far in these first four games? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, to me, I think we all expected this, right? I, I thought we said a minimum six. Uh, probably seven. It's going to come down to whichever team can break serve, or at least in Denver's case, if they can hold serve. Uh, I think there's a great opportunity for both sides here. I think if you're Portland, you're confident in your opportunity. All right, let's welcome in Eddie Johnson. Eddie Johnson, of course, former NBA Sixth Man of the Year. He's a host of NBA Today on Sirius XM from 4 to 7 o'clock Eastern time, and he covers the Phoenix Suns down there. Uh, big game tonight in Phoenix Maybe no AD. Is this a must-win for your sons tonight, Eddie? Uh, I would say so. You know, the playoffs are really weird in that you would think the Suns have a distinct advantage because they have two games at home. But from a psychological standpoint, uh, the Lakers got in there and stole game five. They're going home to close the series out. And, and I think that, that puts pressure. That puts pressure on you uh, as a team, as individuals, and uh, I think the Suns understand the position they're in. Uh, Chris Paul's been around a long time. Uh, he's in the ear of those guys. He's telling them exactly that, that, you know, this thing is is extremely vitally important tonight. And uh, so they should be ready. When you look at this Phoenix team overall, could you see with the changes they made head coach, uh, bringing in uh, Chris Paul, I don't know, maybe seeing them as the number two seed out West, but really making a push and where now – we're looking at them as a potential to come out of the Western Conference if they can get through this tough, challenging series against the Lakers. Yeah, you know, I, I said before this series even started, I, I told people, I said, this to me is, are the two teams that, that can get out of the West. 
uh, I think the winner of this series was going to, you know, come out of the West. And, and that's, that's the way I've said it. I'm still saying it right now. I think people underestimated the Phoenix Stars. They don't understand how good they are. Uh, they've been ex- exceptional all year, and they've beaten Utah. And so, you know, they, they won the season series against the Utah Jazz. So uh, they had the best record on the road. Uh, they had the best interconference record. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times people don't want to pay attention to all of that because they don't want to know the true result. But this team has been splendid all year long. They're well coached. Uh, they have tremendous leaders. And, you know, they have a tremendous opportunity. It's not going to be easy. I mean, anytime that guy's in the other uniform, it's not easy. Man. And and I know they're hearing it. I know they understand it. If they don't, just go to YouTube and look at video. Uh, look at closing opportunities. Look at when he had when he was in a hole uh, in Miami, and he had to go to Boston and win a game and win a game six to even make the series a game seven. He knows how to win the big games when they count, and I expect him to be very aggressive tonight, even if Anthony Davis plays. We're talking with Eddie Johnson. You can find him on Twitter at JumpShot8. Of course, NBA Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, Eddie, I want to take a look at the other side of the bracket in the West that features the one seed, Utah, that you just mentioned, who's up 3-1 on Memphis, obviously, and the Clippers, uh, who've rallied from two down, winning both games in Dallas. If the Clippers match up with Utah in the second round of the playoffs, who do you favor in that one? Uh, I would probably go with Utah, uh, just for the simple fact. Uh, the Clippers have really struggled defensively. And Utah executes so well. Uh, and they stay within their stuff. Even though I'm not a fan of the amount of threes that they shoot, but they still are the best shooting team in the league in regards to shooting threes. I think it's going to get them in trouble. Uh, it might get them in trouble before this series is over if they continue to try to ride that wave that they can just beat people with threes consistently. But I think Rudy Gobert makes a difference uh, for them. But, you know... I'm surprised that you guys are talking about the Clippers like it's over. Uh, that Dallas series is not over. I mean, we we know what the Clippers are. We've seen them. All they did was go back and get their home court back. But the last time I looked, they struggled and lost two games on their home court. So it would make people think all of a sudden they're going to win their home game. Yeah, you, you'll have so, to. You know, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and, and that's my mindset. I, I, I think Luka Doncic, is, they say he's a lot healthier now, uh, and I think that's going to be the difference. I think it's going to be a very close ballgame. Yeah, you'll have to forgive my partner. He thinks that series is over, but he also thinks he'd shoot a 72 at Greyhawk or Silverleaf. So um, that, that's, just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way he is. But, uh, you know, to me, I, I think you're right. It's not a foregone conclusion, but I want to go to a series. I don't even know who the winner is going to be after the series is over between Denver and Portland. This one is so hard to call. Not surprised that we're tied at two apiece, looking at potentially going seven games. I give a slight edge to Portland because, obviously, no Jamal Murray, and they've still played well without him, but I think they have one of the best closers in the game in Damian Lillard, and I give them a slight edge of stealing one out of two games in Denver. How do you see that one finishing? Well, I think, you know, I just don't, you know, you just don't overlook Jokic. I think he's always due for a monster game. Uh, And I think Michael Porter Jr. is is due for a monster game as well. Uh, They go back home. Uh, They did what they had to do. They lost a home game. They went back and they got home court advantage back. So I'm not counting them out. Yes, Jamal Murray was a huge loss for them. But they're getting solid play out of guys as a group, right? Nobody's going to replace Jamal Murray individually, but Austin Rivers has had that kind of game that they needed to win. Uh, Capazzo has been very good. He's been very active. So, uh, you know, the Portland's problem, and and I said it on my show last week, and my co-host fought me on it. That's because he doesn't understand basketball. So (laughs) I I, I get that. But that's just my dig in on him. I got to deal with him in in, for three hours here coming up. But uh, Damian Lillard was shooting the ball too much. And I, I was trying to figure out why. I mean, he's up until last game, and he struggled. He was 1 of 10. He's taking over 25, 26 shots a game. And I'm saying to myself, Portland is a, is a very good offensive team. Why are you taking that many shots? And although he was getting numbers, 
they lost a game that he took 31 shots. And lo and behold, indirectly last game, he struggled. And so he's like one of 10. And look what they did. They had like four or five guys in double figures. Norman Powell had a tremendous game. That's the key for Portland. And I think Damian Lillard maybe has sent the message in the last game that he just cannot continue to drop, walk the ball up the court and take ten to you know eight to nine straight shots and nobody touches the ball. That's not going to work for them. So I expect them to move the ball a little bit better. And I think this is a seven-game series. Talking with Eddie Johnson, host of the NBA Today on Sirius XM NBA, four to seven o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, nineteen eighty-nine NBA Six Man of the Year. I want to switch to the East. Embiid goes out last night having an MRI today. If Embiid cannot return at 100%, is the East a foregone conclusion? Are the Nets coming out like the betting market suggests? No, I think Milwaukee's coming out. I don't think Brooklyn's going to beat Milwaukee. I don't. You know, here's the thing with me, and uh, maybe I'm old school, uh, and, you know, I, you know, you got to travel the road to understand it, I guess. But you can't mess with the season like they have and then win a title. I've never seen a team do it. Now, if they do it, hats off to them. My hats off to them if they do it. But they've messed with the season all year. I mean, they've taken days off. Kyrie's taking vacation. Uh, they've had their injury. And they're relying on three guys. And trust me, those three guys are unbelievable talent, without a doubt. But ultimately, when it comes down to a playoff setting against a very good defensive-minded team that's physical, and that's Milwaukee, then it's more than those three guys. And that's the part I want to see. That's the part I want to see them get to, and I guarantee you Milwaukee's going to get them to that part because, as you can say, no one can guard Durant or no one can guard Harden. Well, no one on that Brooklyn team can guard Giannis. No one. And defensively, they are physical. You got P.J. Tucker. You got Portis. You got Hugh Holiday. You got guys out there that's going to compete, and they're going to knock them around. I think Milwaukee. You mentioned, Eddie, the Bucks. obviously. How much of those past two seasons' playoff failures helped them and fuel them this year? We lost Eddie Johnson, unfortunately. Interesting point he brought up right at the end there about uh, the Bucks. He likes the Bucks to get by the Nets. You could see they've already have a, a posted series price. We've seen it at points bet, I believe, plus 150 on the Bucks, minus 180 on the Nets. So uh, it, that's a good value there against a team that's uh, – really been the, the top seed coming out of the East the last few years. They they end up as a three seed, although that race was really tight, one, two, three all year long. Well, I think the one point that he brings up that's outstanding is the fact that nobody can slow down Giannis. Mm -hmm. Who's going to stop him? He should be going for 40 every night against these guys, 40 and 20. I was going to ask him if, if we had time about how load management's changed the game. I think he sort of got to it with my question about the Nets and Sixers. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I like the fact that he didn't like your assumption that the Clippers are moving on. Well, uh-oh. <laughs> I have to assume for my own sake when my future's taken. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. But I, I think the Clippers win game five at home. We've seen all, you know, all four games won by the road team. I think the Clippers finally hold serve. Line going to be six and a half, seven again? That sounds about right. I think it'll be a little bit high, but I like the Clippers to win this game. I think it's about time somebody wins at home. Well, we saw them uh, at home six and a half at seven, and then on the road two, two and a half when they went to Dallas. So I think it will come back to that original number, uh, even at four games apiece. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. Obviously, we've got a full slate of Major League Baseball tonight. Amal and I have given you our plays. Huge game in Phoenix between the Lakers and the Sun and a huge game in Denver. Both game fives tonight in series that are tied 2-2. You know, it's been a long time since I look forward to an NBA playoff game. Tonight, Lakers-Sun should be a lot of fun. All right, stay tuned to Visa. Up next, betting across America. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.